What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. It's about to be an incredible show. But most importantly, we're so glad to have you, yes, you, watching us right here, right now. If it's your first time, turn the volumes up. Put the remotes down and stay for a while. I'm Emmanuel Lacho on that far end. That is NBA insider, savant, knower of all things slick, Rick, the buker, to his right, the brilliant, and I mean brilliant, Joy Taylor talks on Twitter. To the right, how about David Hellman, NFL insider, and my guy, Eagles all-time Russian leader, LaShawn, Shady, McCoy, 2-5, 2-live. Well, we got to transition to some basketball because the Suns got live last night. Kevin Durant, he made his long, and I mean long-awaited appearance. Y'all won't believe this. This dude dropped 23 points in 27 minutes. Devin Booker also had 37 himself. It was really a clinical performance by one of the best scorers in the history of basketball. He put the NBA on alert by his individual performance, in my mind, at least, as we come on camera. It's about to be a great show. It's our Friday show. Yeah. It's our Friday show, man. So we got to give y'all our best. KD, 23 points, 27 minutes. Joy Taylor, in that dominant win, albeit against Charlotte, did Kevin Durant put the Western Conference on notice. I don't know that I would call that a dominant win. It was a good win, but it was, it was close in the fourth quarter. They mm-hmm. had a chance. I, I think that they did put the Western Conference on notice because who in the Western Conference do you have complete confidence in? Now, I don't expect them to win a championship this year. I actually would be impressed if they win a championship this year. I think it's going to take a little time for all this to come together. But, but the reason why we all got crazy about KD going here is Kevin Durant is – Maybe the all-time easiest plug-and-play player in the history of the NBA. The way that he plays the game, the way he can create his own shot defensively, the way he can rise up above everyone. There's, no, there's really no defending him. I, I, I don't want to get hyperbolic here, but maybe KD's shot is as the closest to Kareem's when you talk about somebody who is that difficult to defend. Mm-hmm. He can just rise up over whoever you are and get a bucket. This is what we expected to see. And he was efficient He wasn't out there for the entire game. Mm -hmm. Came back in to make sure the game was won. So I think it's it's a great opening night. I thought it was a great performance. And I didn't think the game really ever got away from them. They did what they were supposed to do. I think the Western Conference should be on notice. I think they should absolutely be on notice. I think the Suns had the game in control. They were playing with their food when they wanted to. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, they knew they was going to eat the meal. And uh, Charlotte, unfortunately, happened to be the meal that was to be devoured. When I was watching the game, though, Slick, I thought about it like this. There was a point in time where Aiton was on the floor. KD was on the floor. Booker was on the floor. CP was on the floor. Campaign was on the floor. And I was thinking there to myself, you had a Hall of Fame point guard, a first-team All-NBA player, a seven-footer in Aiton who I've seen average 20 and 15 for, in a series versus the Lakers, and Kevin Durant, one of the greatest bucket getters in the history of the National Basketball Association. Everybody better be on notice. I was watching that game, and I said, how can the Suns not get to the Western Conference Finals? They have to. I remember in high school, Slick, I grew up in Dallas, Texas, Highland Park High School, where Matthew Stafford went to school. It was one of those dominant high school programs in all sports. Produced Matthew Stafford along with several others. Played Highland Park one time. They had like a 6'7 big, a 6'8 big, a 6'6 small forward, a 6'3 shooting guard, a 6'5 point. In high school, that's dominant. That was a feeling I felt when watching the Suns trot out two lengthy seven-footers yesterday in Aiton and KD. We don't see that anymore. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you had David Robinson, you had Tim Duncan, obviously coined the Twin Towers. You don't see that anymore. Clearly, the Timberwolves tried that. It hasn't really succeeded all that much, and Cat has been out as of late. So the Suns are not only physically imposing, but by skill. 
first team all NBA, Devin Booker, one of the greatest scorers of all time, Kevin Durant, one of the greatest point guards of all time, Chris Paul, by skill, they put the league on notice as well in my mind. But what do you say? Uh, you may be right about all of that, but this game couldn't tell that hmm. to me because they were playing the Charlotte Hornets. You said, albeit they were playing the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> you need to put that in all caps, okay? <laughs> albeit it was the Charlotte Hornets. They are the second worst team in the Eastern Conference, and they are the worst offense in the entire league. Yeah. And they were playing their first game after losing LaMelo Ball to a fractured ankle. True. And, yes, True. they had, they had uh, JT Thor. They had Thor out there. JT <laughs> Thor, not the, uh, the Viking with the hammer or whatever. Um, and the question that we have with the Phoenix Suns is not, that they're going to be an offensive juggernaut. Defense. We know that, right? Can they defend? Can they defend at a high level without Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson and Jay mm. Crowder? Playing the worst offense in the league without LaMelo Ball is not going to tell me that. Yeah. So I'm not going to take anything away from this game. I'm not saying that they can't be everything that you think they can be. But this team, this, this game doesn't tell Very me. quickly, though, before I come to Shady, because I'm very interested, Shady, obviously being one of the biggest Kevin Durant fanatics on television, my thought is this. At the point in which the Clippers are 0-3 with Russell Westbrook, the Mavs are 1-4 when Luka and Kyrie play. Doesn't there have to be some sort of knowledge that you've garnered because the addition of Kevin Durant and the Suns had clearly at least not made them worse, whereas the addition of Westbrook and the addition of Kyrie, you're still questioning what's going on there. Don't you at least have to assume, oh, wait, they clearly are more ahead of some of the other teams that made big acquisitions. Yeah. Well, to Joy's point, though, KD, to KD's game is so malleable. His, his ability to score in so many different ways. He can catch and shoot, or he can attack. He can play off of guys, or you can play through him. That's the greatness of KD that I can't compare to the other big additions that were made. So it is a testament to how good KD is and special as he is, and it is a bonus, but ultimately it's going to come down to can they defend at a high level and nothing about this game Proves that to me. Yeah. Like, and I feel that, though, because, like, when I look at all the great scores from the Kobe Bryant's, Tracy McGrady's, Allen Iverson, Michael Jordan's, like, great scores. But what makes Kevin Durant the god, what makes him different, he can, you can plug him in any system. If you, okay, fine. B Booker, he's, he's ball dominant, isolation player, cool. I'll still in the wing. I can give you 20-some points mm -hmm. from three balls. He shoots three balls like, like Steph Curry. Not Steph Curry, but in line, yeah, yeah. He, he's a very efficient from three. Okay, cool. You want to put me in the post? Bet. I can play in the post. I can do pick and roll with you. You can do whatever you want to do with yeah. Kevin Durant in any scheme he fits in. That's why I think the transition from going from the Nets to the Suns is nothing. Where other, other players like, like Kyrie, well, I time. think it's going to take time. The, the, the jail with Luka. Uh, Westbrook with the, with the Clippers, it may take time. When I watched this game last night, it was, just, it was impressive because how easy. It looked like. It looked like Kevin Durant been there for, mm -hmm. for a month already, mm. right? So, yeah, I mean, granted, it was the, 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 the um, Hornets. I mean, they did beat them by double digits. <laughs> I mean, it's basketball. So, I just feel like going forward, this is going to be a tough team to beat. Do you think – are they your favorite in the West now? Now that yeah. you've seen KD plus you've seen the other players? I just think, man, like, if they get some, some better supporting cast from the bench, and I think TJ Warner would be that type of supporting cast, it's an extra, extra boost. Uh, and then DeAndre Ayton. Right? We all talk about him. He's kind of up and down. I think he's a solid player. The best thing about his game now, when you got KD, it makes the game so much easier. 
right? So you want to send these double teams to Booker's way, to KD's way. With the big man, it makes it so simple. I remember watching the Warriors um, when they were playing with um, Looney, mm -hmm. right? And I, Looney's solid. He's a guy that, hey, man, he's a great role player, right? He's, he's in the way sometimes. Yeah, he's in the way sometimes, but look, he knows where to go with the ball, passing it. He, he's going to score, you know, here and there. He might get double digits as far as, you know, scoring or rebounds. But when he played with Kevin Durant, his game evolved. It was, and it's not like the, his play got better. It's just playing with Kevin Durant, it got easier. Mm -hmm. I think with Kevin Durant on your team, he makes the game so much easier for all the role players. This team will be, listen, I, I don't want to say that. <laughs> I, I, I might got them in the finals. We've been waiting to watch this game, Joy, for a very long time. This game meaning Kevin Durant's appearance on the Suns. It's been one of the most highly anticipated spectacles in maybe the last two and a half weeks. Before the Super Bowl, we were all itching to see it happen. Kevin Durant actually was staying at our hotel in Arizona. So there was even more heightened anticipation. What was your biggest takeaway? He was looking for you, by the way. Uh, you know, I saw him. We were talking. When he walked by, I tried to dap him up, and he either he didn't like he, he said he said where your man at? I don't know. <laughs> He's looking for you, just so you know that. Uh, Joy, what was your biggest takeaway when you watched? I mean, this is what we thought it was going to look like. We thought we thought KD was going to fit into the system very easily, and he did. And this is what KD does. I, I also felt good that he was able to play the amount of minutes that he played, because obviously he's he is coming back off of an injury, and you don't right. want to rush a player back too soon. You don't want to put him in a situation where he could injure himself more. We've seen that specifically with Kevin Durant. So I thought the amount of minutes that he played was impressive. I thought his efficiency was impressive. But I thought this is what we expected to see. We expected it to flow very, very easily. I know it's Charlotte. Well, I know. Yeah. But isn't this a nice start? Because it's not going to get any easier for, easier for them. They yeah. do have a, they have a tough stretch of games coming up. If you wanted to bring KD back, this is a nice entrance back in. It's Charlotte. He feels good. He missed he got five, his bucket. He missed five shots. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna give all of you credit for watching the entire game because I watched the first five minutes when Charlotte could not score, literally could not score. But eventually they started. Scoring and I started flipping bit. around to find something that was gonna be more meaningful because at that point I knew I knew how this was gonna go. And look, sometimes teams have slow starts, mm -hmm. but looking at the Hornets, you had Gordon Hayward. Guarding Kevin Durant, okay? You had Kelly Oubre Jr. guarding Devin Booker. Is it, I mean, Mark Williams and JT Thor back in there. No, come on now. Like, it was easy. So, like, I got a question for you. This is going to, to, for the end of the conversation, for the next three to four minutes, I have this thought. Um, my thought when I watched the game, but also looked at the box score, was Kevin Durant's hyper-success with the Warriors was a, uh, a factor of two reasons. One, Kevin Durant is immensely talented, can play anywhere. Two, the Warriors had enough humility to say, you know what, AKD, go do your thing. Like if Steph Curry mm -hmm. wanted to be so egotistical that he wasn't going to pass the ball, distribute the ball, mind you, Steph Curry leading up to that point had a unanimous MVP, so he had every right to be. If he wanted to be so egotistical, that could have thwarted the success of the Warriors. Why yeah. am I bringing that up? Devin Booker has a lot on the line. He got a whole bunch on the line. If y'all remember, two, three years ago, we started speaking of Devin Booker in the same conversations of Kobe Bryant as it pertained to scorers. Those were conversations being had on national television. I hated it, too. It, but it did happen. Yeah, it happened. I, as I watched that game, am wondering, is Devin Booker, does he have the luxury of deferring to Kevin Durant when it comes down to meaningful basketball? Because Devin Booker, in year eight, first-team All-NBA, 
went to a finals but didn't get the job done. Devin Booker has a 70-point game, but I don't know if Devin Booker has the luxury to defer to KD because Devin Booker's resume is so far from being complete. When I see Devin Booker having 37 points, KD only played 27 minutes, had 23, do you foresee a potential problem down the line of not necessarily egos meeting, but Devin Booker not allowing Kevin Durant to be or giving Kevin Durant easily the reins to take over as the best player. No, I don't, I don't think it – I don't see it happening intentionally. Could it happen just because they're going through the same thing Kyrie and Luka are going through in Dallas, which is figuring out how do we play off of each other most effectively? I don't think Devin's going to begrudge KD getting the ball with the game on the line or however many shots he takes because, don't forget – Devin, when he was at Kentucky, came off the bench, Mm -hmm. all right? He didn't have any success until Chris Paul got to Phoenix. Like, he's had the experience of, hey, dog, we'll let you be the man, and has not gone very far. And so even going to the finals and not getting it done, I I would hope and and believe that Devin Booker is thinking, I got Kevin Durant. Like, let's find a way to go get the, the chip. I'm not going to get in the way of what my personal journey is or what my standing is. I'm not about to let that get in the way of us winning at all. It's fascinating. I was just – go ahead, Tupac. No, I I think Booker likes that. I mean, just because – what has he done? I mean, he scored some points, right? He's made first First team team All-NBA. I mean, but he hasn't won nothing. No playoffs, nothing like that. No championships. Players want to win championships. And then even after the game, Booker says after win, this is one of those moments that it doesn't really feel real Mm -hmm. to have Kevin Durant. So he seems like he's excited to play with a guy like Kevin Durant. And then I think the last part is, even when he came to the Warriors, I, I think why the superstars kind of pushed the, the last game shots on him or, 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 or gave him that role is because I think when Kevin Durant comes to your team, you kind of know, like, okay, he's, he's the best player. It's, it's very rare he, can, he can't go to a team and be the best player. Mm-hmm. True. So is Booker a one? You would think one A one A one B. No, 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 no. One A one B. My my response to that would be Booker's had a lot of individual success, a lot of big moments individually. Mm. It's going to benefit him far more to have a championship on his resume, yes. deferring to Kevin Durant than it will anything else he can accomplish outside of this team winning a championship. Joyce, Joyce, still not done with the no, we could be debate that, that we had yesterday. <laughs> still trying to win we that one. See. Watch after the show. Uh, well, we are just getting started here on Speak. Appreciate y'all hanging. It's going to be a great show because coming up, Anthony Davis. Y'all got to hear this one. He was a scratch in last night's Lakers win, but we thought it was a foot injury. It wasn't. It was simply load management. Find out if the Lakers' reasoning has changed our opinion of the superstar Anthony Davis. Oh, I cannot wait for this conversation. Oh, 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 oh. Still load management. Help you scratch? Mm-hmm. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The Lakers without LeBron James and D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Davis, but they still found a way to win a crucial game against the Thunder last night. Everybody knows the Lakers need these wins desperately, even Anthony Davis. 
who was held out of the matchup for his stress injury that caused him to miss 20 games earlier this season. Now, head coach Darvin Ham spoke about the decision to sit Davis, saying, quote, the more stress you put on it, the more it's going to react. I'm not saying it flared up or anything. He's absolutely playing pain-free. It's just something we're monitoring that we want to be extra careful and cautious about. Close quote. I got some thoughts, but Shady, I am more interested in yours. Talk to me. Has this, the comments by Darvin Ham, Lakers head coach, has it changed your opinion of superstar Anthony Davis? <sighs> yes. Yes, it has. Really? I'm going to say no, has it? No. <laughs> I'm going to get that reaction. No, my thing is this, like, Anthony Davis, it's time to play. How can a coach hold you back from playing, right? And then it's not like you have, like, a playoff spot sewn up or we know we're going to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You're still fighting for a playoff spot. The, king, the king's not there. He's not playing. And granted, the team they play, okay, okay, see, I mean, they're, they're not a really good team. They're kind of fighting for a playoff spot. Their best player didn't play. So it was like a 50-50 game. Cool. But you got to be that insurance. Like, we, need, we need these games. There's only, what, 19 games left? And they, they can't afford no losses. And I don't want to hear about this back-to-back. We need you to play back-to-back. Like, right now, teams like what? Let me think. The Suns, maybe maybe uh, Memphis, they're in a playoff spot. So they can sit out some back-to-backs. Where right now, your playoff starts now. The Laker playoff starts now. So we need Anthony Davis to play. You need him to play. Shady, I, I, Simple I, as that. I vehemently – I don't vehemently. I disagree with you. You disagree? I do. No. Coach can't hold you back. We, if I got to play, we got to play right now. Shady, can't hold me back. Who is – I won't make you name a favorite. I know you don't like when I do that sometimes. Top two favorite football coaches uh, you've ever – that ever coached. Andy Reid. Yes, sir. Dave Wanstead. Great. I'll, I'll stick with Andy Reid. Did Andy Reid not hold Patrick Mahomes back in the playoffs that we all watched? When Pat said, I want to get in the game. Oh, wait. I want to play. Did Andy Reid? He just told you, right? He said he's playing in pain free. free. Absolutely. Patrick Mahomes just sprained his ankle. Yes, sir. But what I'm saying is we've seen coaches say, hey, I'm not going to play you until a doctor tells me I can play you. Now, the reason I bring that up is this. Shady, the only thing I know about a stress-related injury is a stress fracture. I've never had a stress fracture, but if somebody says typically, hey, you have a stress injury, stress fracture, what y'all know about stress fractures? If you use it, it will completely fracture. Mm -hmm. And when it completely fractures, you will not play at all. I surmise it like this. The Lakers might win if Anthony Davis is playing, but they can't make it to the playoffs if Anthony Davis don't play again. So when I finally heard these comments, I sat back and I said, you know what? Fine. Fine. I will concede if Darvin Ham is saying, based upon a stress injury, which I will assume is a stress fracture, that AD can't play back-to-backs or he might be done for the season, then fine, I will take my foot off the gas. I will change my opinion. But, Joy, you're, I can feel you burning the side of my <laughs> face with this glare. Um, so did it change your opinion of AD? Would you have that opinion if they lost the game? Probably mm. not. Mm. Probably not. Mm. That's fair. So I'm, uh, that's how I'm looking at this. It does change my opinion because all this that, that Darwin said, he just, just could have said it's load management. This is load management. This is the conversation around the NBA right now. Load management. Players playing through non-injuries to prevent themselves from being injured. Now, I understand Anthony Davis is an injury-prone player. But at what point do we test this? At what to shape, like Shady said, this playoffs now. This is playoffs right now for the Lakers. You had a horrible regular season up until this point, and now you're in a desperate situation. If you had lost to OKC last night, it was basically like losing twice because you would have fallen behind them. Right. Mm-hmm. So you risked that to save Anthony Davis, but you could have put in yourself 
back further. So I'm, I'm not going to give you credit for that, winning that game. The role players all stepped up, did an amazing mm-hmm. job. They got the win. They deserve credit for that. But this is why Anthony Davis was brought here. At some point, you've got to be healthy. It's just you've got to play basketball. But, Joy, let me ask you this, because this was a tension I was trying to wrestle between, and, and viewers bringing you on to this conversation as well, is I don't think it's fair, and you don't believe in fair. I, I don't. don't think it is tolerable for us to say at some point, Anthony Davis, you need to be healthy, but do the thing that is going to get you hurt. Not playing basketball. The thing being, if we know back-to-backs are going to increase Anthony Davis' particular chance of being hurt, how can we simultaneously say, you need to be healthy, but go get hurt? I, I think that's... Not go get hurt. Every time he steps out the door, he's risking being hurt. This is what he gets paid to do. This is what it is. And not even all the other stuff. You, you load managed earlier in the season to make sure that he was healthy for right now. So, Play basketball. And, like, the fact that they, they took a huge risk last night, him not playing. Mm-hmm. It worked out in their favor. But to me, that was a risk. They could absolutely. have lost that game and put themselves in a really bad situation where now we can't risk sitting Anthony Davis anymore. I, I, just, I can't look at it just because they won the game and have a different opinion about it. For me. You look like the same Emmy Acho that was on the show yesterday. I know. But you sure as hell don't sound like new the same. New information, Slick. I Emmy haven't changed Acho. my opinion. New information, what, you changed your opinion. What's the new information? Has, as a result of not playing back-to-backs this year, has that prevented Anthony Davis from getting injured? No. No. So we're now at a point Mm-mm. where and, – and here's the thing. What I read from that, what, what I take away from Darvin Ham's quote – is I don't know why he didn't play. No, don't do that, Slick. Don't you do that, Slick. Wait a minute. Don't you do that, Slick. Let's read it. The more stress you put on it, the more it's going to react. I'm not saying it flared up or anything. He's absolutely playing pain-free. Yes, sir. So he came out of the game the night before absolutely pain-free. Yes, sir. And no indication that it had gotten worse. It's just something we're monitoring that we want to be extra careful and cautious about slick, slick. at this point in the season caution throw caution to the wind no, my friend you can't do that why not there was a, you're, you're there, saving yourself for something there, that may not there happen there was a pivotal error i heard in the speech that preceded mine it's not actually the playoffs now we think it is and hyperbolically it is no. sure exactly no, no, it's no, not, no, 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 it's not because in the playoffs if you win four games out of seven you advance the Lakers, we don't have no guarantee or lack of guarantee of that. If they don't, if they don't win, I'm sure there won't be no playoffs. Thank you. Sure, but not Thank if you. they don't win tomorrow. Not if they don't beat the Thunder. Like, if you don't have AD, there's oh, no but, playoffs. But, no, but you, know, lost, you know that all of these – if they had lost – go ahead. If they had lost, it would have severely undermined their chances of and getting what, there. And how would their chances have been if they had lost Anthony Davis? You answer me that. Because that's the operative question. But if you lose question. Anthony Davis, you have a whole different conversation to have about the makeup of your team at this point. This is point. crazy. Like, he, he, at some point, he's got to play. He's got to be reliable. Like, yeah, what are you avail- saving avail- him for? What, exactly. Like, you're saving him for, for Cabo? I'm paying. This is my thing. You, he making top dollar, right? And I'm paying you so you can't play back-to-back that, games? That's the what other thing. What are you talking about? That's the other thing. That's crazy, hey, though. Acho, seriously. Oh, he's yelling at me. He's yelling at me. Now, what, you got my attention. You got my attention, Slit. AD, first of all, is the one who said, we're in desperation mode. We he's, need to win every game. He said game. that. We need, like, it's not as if he's casual about what they're trying to accomplish. No, we got to be all in. And he has the choice. He's pain. I, I'm sorry, but anybody on this table, you are pain-free. No, you know what? You better not play. No, this game, 
I, I, we talked about being an alpha and, and, and competitive right. spirit. I don't understand how you are playing for something and you're pain free, but something might happen. So I, I'm not going to play. You got to You have to explain that mindset to me because I know you yourself. Do not dollars. own that. 40 M's to play one game, not back to backs. And it's the end of the season. Everybody's hurt at the end of the season. Football, everybody's hurt. Basketball, ain't they sore? You got to no, stop. He's sore. He's like, I'm he's saying, absolutely you know pain free. I'm taking your player card back. <laughs> <laughs> you're, all, you're all media. <laughs> you're all media. Hey, coming up, there has been a lot, and I mean a lot of drama in Baltimore. Ooh. You will not believe the spice that was kicked up earlier today. Rashad Bateman, first-round pick, a wide receiver. He called out his own general manager, but the general manager called him out earlier. It is a war of words. And we got to talk about it next on the Player card little, rescinded. Little messy. Little messy and more. Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander is your only place for the World Baseball Classic coverage. Hi, I'm Ben Verlander, host of Flippin' Bats. And I'm Alex Curry, co-host of Flippin' Bats. From Taiwan to Phoenix and Miami, we'll be providing you daily updates on all the action taking place in this year's WBC. So wherever you get your podcasts, make sure to like and subscribe us at Flippin' Bats. The offseason is in full swing. Drama everywhere in Baltimore. General Manager Eric DaCosta on drafting the receivers and the problems. He said, quote, if I had an answer, that would probably mean I would have some better receivers. We're going to keep swinging. He said there have been some guys that have been successful players for us that were draft picks, but we never really hit on an all-pro type of guy. But get this. The response from Rashad Bateman, number one draft pick to the Baltimore Ravens, number one by first round, not number one overall. He said, how about you play to your player's strengths and stop pointing the finger at us and number eight. The only, blame the one you let do this. We take heat 24-7 and keep us healthy. Care about us and see what happens. Ain't no promises though. Tired of y'all lying and capping on players for no reason. Drama, 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 drama. Lamar Jackson. I don't know why we pictured him there. Maybe because in theory, all of this stems from Lamar Jackson. Bingo. Not being signed. I have so many thoughts, but Dave Hellman, you know all things about football. Talk to me. What do you make of the Ravens drama? This is what happens when you don't sign your franchise quarterback. Like when you leave the most important job in the organization up in the air, you open the door for drama at every turn. And maybe that sounds like a reach. Like if you're just reading what we put on the board there, maybe that sounds a little bit of a reach to you. But I, I read this, I read through this a dozen different times. Eric DaCosta in this particular instance, and obviously, you know, we're in Indianapolis at the Combine. They're talking about every aspect of every team. He's talked about Lamar this week. But this quote that led to the clapback from Rashad Bateman had nothing to do with Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. But what does Rashad Bateman say when he fires back at his own GM? Stop pointing the finger at us and number eight. That's Lamar, for those of you that might be unaware. I think this, this contract situation has pervaded every aspect of the Ravens franchise, and rightfully so. And if you need an example of that, guys, this is one of the most boring franchises in the NFL. Not in terms of, like, how they play. I'm talking about the way that they're run. Like, the Baltimore Ravens do not spend time in the headlines. It's not what they do. They draft. They develop. They win enough win. games. They, yeah, they win. They, they are, they're in playoff contention or they make the playoffs. That's what they do. Like, there, there ain't no drama in Baltimore. There hasn't been in years. And then Lamar Jackson 
sits out the end of the season with an injury, and and we've got his contract hanging over every aspect of the offseason. Do you do y'all think that's a coincidence? Because I I do not. Sir, no, sir. And I just think it's it is it's very telling that an organization that I associate with stability more than most is going through this very dramatic. It's it's just now March, by the way. It's just now March. It's only going to get dicier. Here's the thing. I, I was reading the, the quote from Rashad Bateman, and I'm a curious person. So when he says, blame the one you let do this to us, I'm like, who is he talking about? I did my Googles. Steve Saunders, he was fired February 21st by the Baltimore Ravens just a few days, a few weeks ago. Steve Saunders is a strength coach for the Baltimore Ravens, and seemingly no former player and many current don't necessarily like him. Allegedly led to so many of the injuries for the Baltimore Ravens. I remember Matthew G. Judon. He tweeted back in 2021 when he goes to the Patriots. Hashtag fire Steve. I listened to a podcast earlier today of Derek Wolf in 2022. Former Ravens defensive tackle, if I'm not mistaken. He said that he wanted to come back from an injury. He was two weeks away from coming back. He spent a day of practice in the weight room with Steve Saunders and re-aggravated his hip and couldn't come back. I looked at many other different players. I believe uh, uh, a former linebacker, Bam Bradley, yep. talking about how he had different injuries that Steve Saunders accentuated. So I'm like, wait a second, Rashad Bateman. If you talk and I'm going to listen. If you're saying that there's somebody who did this to you, I will listen. Period. Putting a pin in that. Eric DaCosta right, too, though. Mm. See, general manager for the Ravens, 2-5, he was trying to take heat off of Lamar. He's like, hey, I could be better. What y'all talked about yesterday? Joy Dave talked about this at length. I love somebody who's self-aware. I stand for self-awareness. What Eric DeCosta say, I've missed on draft picks at the wide receiver position. I could be better. Hey, every now and then somebody catches a stray 2-5, and I believe the wide receiver's caught a stray, but I hear Bateman, I hear DeCosta. Is is, Is he accountable? I don't think so. You said, oh, I missed the wide receivers. No, 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 no. Go out there and get your franchise quarterback a real wide receiver. He said he tried. Oh, no, no, no. He drafted some. Of course. Drafted some. Yes, sir. Other teams like the Eagles, they went out there and put $100 million and got them a, a, sure. a wide receiver. Sure. A.J. Brown. The Cardinals, right? We, we all think Kyler Murray is just, he's getting better. We'll just say that in a nice way. He's he getting D-hop. better. He got there getting D-hop. Yes, sir. He, that cost some money. Absolutely. The Bills. Same draft class. Josh Allen, sure. quarterback, who's a bad boy. No doubt. He has up and down years. What do we do? Go get him a hundred million dollar wide receiver, Stephon Diggs. So you saying you trying, but really are you? But come on, on. that's the easy way out. Another thing is this: I gotta get some of that blame. See, I'm all about the player, right? I I hate when 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 uh, uh, um, a team draft a player and they want them just to fit into their scheme. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what this player is, right? Now, Bateman, when he was in Minnesota, he put some numbers up. He wasn't no slouch. He was a speed. He's a speedster at wide receiver. Good player. So. Why would you bring him to the, the Ravens as a speed wide receiver that stretches the field deep if you're going to run the ball the whole game? Greg Roman, who was the office coordinator, I played with him in Buffalo. He's a good he's – a, he's a good – no, no, I'm sorry. He's a great coordinator for teams that have a struggling quarterback, right, that want to run the ball. They're the only team that still uses a, a fullback, mm-hmm. right? That's like a, a thing in their offense. I'm being serious. So now when you look at the Ravens, they average, what are they, like 31st and pass attempts. They're not throwing the ball. But you go out there and get you a speed receiver. It doesn't make sense. I think now that he's going, right, you get you a better coordinator that can stretch the field. Let Lamar throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Get him a, a, a top flight wide receiver. Spend some money. Don't draft one, Ravens. Go get one. Okay, but Shady, if I'm, Eric, if I'm Eric DaCosta watching this show, which I'm sure he is, if I'm <laughs> watching this watching. show, Joy, I'd say this. Okay, the Eagles got A.J. Brown. Congratulations. They got to the Super Bowl and they lost. The Bills got Stephon Diggs. Congratulations. 
Y'all have gotten to the uh, AFC Championship game yeah. a year ago. Not this year. Okay. A year ago and you lost. Um, the Cardinals. Y'all got DeAndre Hopkins. Congratulations. What in the world is that gun for you? Got you to the playoffs one time, and you got smoked. So, one time with DeAndre Hopkins being there. So, if I'm Eric DaCosta watching this, that's what I would have rebuttaled to Shady is like, our way is having just as much success or lack thereof is their way. Are, are, is it as much success? Is it? Is it? It's not. That's debatable. The, he don't let me not, answer. It's not, funny. <laughs> it's not the same success. It's not. The Ravens success getting, getting, and the Cardinals get, success. Losing to the Bengals in the first round of the playoffs and the Eagles making the Super Bowl is not the same amount of success. Bills? Cardinals? The Bills won AFC Championship. When, when were they playing in the AFC Championship game? When were they doing that? They would have if Lamar did When did they do that? They did not. Yeah. They have not had the same amount of success. That's what I would say, Eric. <laughs> Y'all not have had the same amount of success. And this is what I've been saying about the Ravens for a while now. They're living off reputation. And it's a good reputation, but it's a reputation. Yeah. It's, it's a resume. It's not really what you're showing up as today. You have a resume. Are you showing up with the resume? Talk about They're it. They're not. That's this, all this dysfunction, you're right. We don't see this around the Ravens. Nope. Because this isn't really how the Ravens usually do business. They usually do what? Pay their quarterback. They did that twice. They're not doing that anymore. And Lamar Jackson's way better than Joe Flacco. So they're doing business differently than they normally do, and it is costing them. Now, I agree. Eric is right. What he's saying is factual. Correct. Like, they haven't hit. But Shady's also right. You haven't hit. That doesn't mean you can't, you A, stop trying, and B, get credit for trying if you are making mistakes. Like, you making mistakes and acknowledging you're making mistakes is good. But you're still making mistakes. And if you can't draft, if you're recognizing you are not seeing the talent that needs to be brought in here in the draft, that means you go spend money. That means it's time to spend money. That means it's time to use those draft picks you have to trade for somebody that you know is, is a known commodity. Lamar Jackson needs help. Everybody can see that except for the Ravens. Oh, we're trying in the draft, but y'all don't know what you're doing. You're saying yourself you don't know what you're doing. So I think the Ravens are surviving off reputation. I think the success that they are putting out there as being a successful organization over the past few years is wildly overblown. And the success that they have had has been on the the legs and the back of Lamar Jackson, who they're not trying to pay now. And if if you look at this Ravens team, what do you think they miss? If what's one position you think they need? Receiver. I mean, they need better receivers, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, in the case you brought, if you was Eric and you was talking for him, mm-hmm. you would say, oh, well, yeah, we haven't had so much success. But no, listen, if you go out there and you get your wide receiver, that's the only thing you're missing. I said defense is solid. Defense is solid. The, 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 line, the, the uh, offensive line is solid. The run game is solid. You need a wide receiver. Keep this in mind, too. Uh, I'm, you're right. I mean, Eric DaCosta makes a good point. They've drafted eight receivers since Lamar joined the team. The only one of those eight that's come close to being a guy was Hollywood Brown. And they traded him away, by the way, mm-hmm. to help, which the Cardinals wanted to help Kyler Murray. And I think that's what gets lost a lot. And I'm guilty of this because I love the team building aspect of this. I love draft picks. I love all that stuff. I think the human element gets lost in this a little bit. If you're a Ravens player, what do you think when you see, like, Hollywood Brown was a good player for them. They traded him away rather than commit to him. And now they're struggling to commit to Lamar Jackson. They're struggling to get a deal for him. If you're a player on the Ravens, you're saying, 
Well, these guys don't want to, like, they don't want to commit to us. They don't want to pay us. They're blaming us for their shortcomings as an organization. And I think that gets lost. You mentioned the thing with the strength and conditioning staff. This is fascinating. The NFLPA, for the first time ever, the Players Association, put out a league-wide report card of how each organization does in different aspects of, of the, how they run things. The Ravens finished with an average grade of 17th. And again, like, this is an organization I think out, of out them. Out of 32? Out of 32. That's worse than, I mean, that's the bottom half. I think of them as like a top five, eight organization in terms of the way they run things. That's what we thought. What we're seeing is maybe that's not true. And I'll go back to my point. When you can't get your quarterback signed, I think it brings up a lot of anxiety that might otherwise stay below the surface. And real quick, they spent three men off on a wide receiver group. That's the worst in the NFL. Mm -hmm. But my thought is this, though. if If we're being real, the Dolphins spent a lot of money on a receiver. Um, when they did so, they had their quarterback on a rookie deal. The Eagles spent a lot of money on a receiver. Did so, had a quarterback on a rookie deal. Bills spent a lot of money on a receiver. When they did so, their quarterback was on a rookie deal. The Cardinals spent a lot of money on a receiver. When they did so, their quarterback was on a rookie deal. I don't know the math of it all. Dave, you probably know better than I. I'll let you get the final thought. Isn't there come a point where the Ravens would have to not only change the way in which they've done business, and they've won multiple championships, one of only five NFL teams to win multiple championships in the turn of the century, they'd have to not only change the way they do business, but can you, Shady, ask them to pay 125 mil for a receiver, A.J. Brown, what he got, and then simultaneously pay 230 for a quarterback, which is what Lamar wants? I can't, I don't want to speak for Shady and Joy. I think their opinions are valid. I'm not, I'm not as hell-bent that they need a $20 million receiver. I mean, Justin Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb are on rookie deals right now. You can find game-changers at receiver in the draft. But they, but they can't. They, they but no, can't. they're bad at okay, it. Absolutely. So if you can't do that, you got to do something else. You got to go get somebody. And, and Josh Allen wasn't on his rookie deal. When they got Diggs. They pay, they pay him, and then they, they pay Josh, then they pay... Back to back, 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 back. And where is the Ravens' money tied up? Is it on the defensive side of the ball? For the most part. And, you so know, you got the money, you're just paying the, the other side Jackson. of the ball and expecting the draft. Like, theoretically, it makes sense. Pay the defensive side of the ball, which you know how to put together, mm-hmm. and then draft wide receivers. But if you can't draft wide receivers and you're saying we're trying and failing, then you're also failing to put together the team because you know you're not hitting on these and you refuse to go and get a known commodity. Which, And this is why I said what I said at the top of this. Eric DaCosta didn't say anything wrong, and honestly, he took a lot of accountability. He took the heat. Did he? But when your team is in disarray because of things that you've been unable to do, namely securing the future long-term and knowing what quarterback you're building around, again, uh, what? what's the saying? Molehills become mountains in situations like this. Very and I think that's quickly, and this one has become a mountain in Baltimore. Well, Kevin Durant. Oh, this is so interesting. The goal. He shined in his son's debut Wednesday night and went over the Hornets. But Katie has some very, very strong words for his critics. This was fascinating. Can't wait to tell you what he said. Next on Steve. Look at Dave with the bar. <laughs> Kevin Durant, he balled last night, 23 points in just 27 minutes in his son's debut. We've been waiting on his moment. Now, earlier this week, Charles Barkley made headlines saying Durant needed to win a third ring to cement his legacy. Well, Durant responded to the noise saying, quote, I don't need no credit from y'all. No credit from Charles Barkley. No credit from Shaq. Y'all don't ever have to watch me play ever again. Close woes. <laughs> I just had to let that silence breathe for a moment. Yo, that's wild. Y'all don't ever have to watch me play ever again. Now, truth be told, I am most excited to hear what Joy has to say. 
hmm. in large part because of an Aaron Rodgers conversation we had yesterday. But I not only have to wait on that, but you too have to wait on that because Slick Rick, I want you to go first. Hmm. What do you make of Katie's comments to his critics? Kevin Durant needs to get married. <laughs> what, Slick? Kevin Durant needs a, a relationship that teaches him what you have to respond to and what you just let go. Hmm. And that, for me, is what marriage taught me. What's really important? And to your point, I thought it was a, a, it's at the heart of it. Like, um, we're talking right, be- right before the, the camera turned on, which is I only care about criticism. I, I'm aware of all criticism. Of course. But I have learned how to only respond and take seriously criticism from those I respect and from those who know me. And that, again, you get married or you have a significant other. And when they know you and they talk to you about issues that may exist, I listen to that. I've learned to listen to that. And I'm able to differentiate that from all of the other noise that you might get. Because everybody's got something to say. Yes, they do. Especially in this world, right? If you have any sort of notoriety, any sort of presence, everybody wants to tell you how to do your business. (laughs) And we talked about it yesterday. The competitive part of me wants to answer every one of them. No, Mm -hmm. you got that wrong. Like, you don't know me, and that's where I have to remind myself. You don't know me. The problem that I have with this with KD is... I don't need no credit from y'all. Well, okay, so why are you, why are you even addressing it? Yeah. Like, they can let Chuck say what he's going to say. Let Shaq say what I'm, I'm me. Do I'm going to do me, and I'm going to chill. I'm I'll chill. give him the first two. Dude, what happened to the third one? You ain't chilling. <laughs> Joy, break this down, because I've been waiting all uh, – truth be told, as soon as I saw this quote, I was talking to the producers, I said, I can't wait to hear what Joy about to say. Mm. So, Joy well, – well, I don't curious. want to disappoint, but I'm probably not going to take it where you think I'm going to take it. Because mm. uh, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers and KD are the same. I think no. Aaron Rodgers cares about Aaron Rodgers. I think Kevin Durant cares about playing basketball. But there's a quote in here, and there was a quote with Rodgers I know you took issue with, telling people well, not to watch you who have to watch. Yeah, I, where I would disagree with Kevin Durant is Chuck and Shaq get paid to talk about basketball. So there, there's not an option for them to not watch him play. If he wasn't playing anymore, then you could say that. Like, all right, y'all – you know, are talking about me really for no reason. So that's not going to happen. But where I would disagree with you, Slick, is is Shaq and Chuck are legends. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't take criticism from someone I wouldn't ask for advice. Mm -hmm. But I would ask Shaq and Chuck for advice. They're huge names and faces in the game. They played at a very high level. So the criticism that they levy at times against KD does carry Wait. some weight. Okay. They, this ain't Bob627 on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. I get that. But he's saying, I, I don't need that. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't. And that's similar to what Aaron Rodgers was saying is, I'm going to do me regardless. Right. I'm going to do me regardless. I don't have a problem with that. What I had a problem with Aaron Rodgers saying is, don't pay attention to me, don't pay attention to me, but I'm doing all these interviews. KD is saying, don't watch me play if it bothers you so much. I would disagree with him in that sentiment as well, because we are going to watch you play. We are going to have an opinion about it. And KD and uh, Shaq and, and Chuck are, of course, going to have an opinion about it. They do a basketball show. Uh, this is what it comes down to with me with Kevin Durant. He gets unfairly criticized because he played with a great team. It's what, the, the earlier part of his quote is, 
At this point, they're saying go play with Scoot Henderson and win a championship and then we'll give you credit. That's what I've been saying about KD all along. Why does he have to suffer hustle? Why does he have to be in a suffering competition? He did what he did. He played for nine years with the Thunder and with the Sonics. He did his time with the place that he was drafted to, mm-hmm. tried to make it work. Mm-hmm. We would have criticized him if he didn't ever win a championship. He did the same thing LeBron did. He left for a better situation. Now, they aren't apples to apples entirely, but he won the championship and he was the best player on those teams. So, And he's constantly, constantly dealing with this criticism. All he wants to do is hoop and win and play at a high level. And he's constantly criticized for it. I can't say I, I, don't, I don't feel where he's coming from. It's got to be exhausting to always have to explain why his championships aren't worth something because he played alongside Steph Curry. Yeah, I, I agree with KD. First of all, I don't care who the person is, especially athletes. We are all sensitive especially the real good ones, right? We talk about Shaq. We talk about uh, um, Charles Barkley. They are sensitive. You talk about Shaq, about not working out, work, working media hard. Peop- media people and, are? And, and I'm, this, new, this media thing's new for me. I'm talking about just going back to my, my playing days, my playing roots. And as players, we get sensitive. I think Kevin Durant may be more sensitive than other players, but mm-hmm. I think it's because he's so great. It's like he gets knocked all the time about playing for the Warriors and, and et cetera, et cetera. He's probably tired of it. And he's like, listen, Shaq, listen, Chuck, if y'all don't like what I'm doing or what I got going on, then don't watch me play. It don't matter to me because I don't, I don't need y'all credit. And I do think that he's so great that he don't need their credit. He don't need their approval. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't need anybody. So I, 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 feel, I feel with Katie's where he's at right now in his life. It's like I've been dealing with this for years and years and years. It's like, man, it's never going to be enough. Y'all want me to go play with, with, with Ben Simmons type of players and win championships where no other player right now is doing that. If we talked about the top four teams in the NBA, nobody's doing that. Nobody's doing that. But you want Kevin Durant to do it. So I feel Kevin Durant. Mm. There's, but there's so many different layers to this with, with Kevin Durant. And, and I'll, I'll put this out to you guys. Do you really believe he does not care what Chuck or Shaq or the greats have to say about his game? I don't believe that. He's a student of the game. He knows what they've done. I think he wants their approval. So this false kind of I don't need no credit from y'all is, doesn't ring true to me. I think you can – I think two things can be true. I think you can would appreciate someone's approval and also get to a point where you're like, I don't need it. Like, what else can I do? There's nothing I can do at this point to get their approval, so I don't care because of that. Okay. And, and he's not just a regular player. So, like, I, I get what you're saying because those – Shaq was big time. Charles Barkley was big time. So I get that. But – it's like I do want their not their approval, but respect. Yeah. I get the you want the respect, but then as another sense, where it's like, man, listen, man, I'm tired of trying to get y'all respect. I'm that nice, and the world know I'm that nice, so it don't really matter to me. This is what I struggle with: is I don't really know, and this is where I feel there's a parallel with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what mm. Aaron Rodgers really wants to be happy. What is going to complete him? And I don't know what Kevin Durant wants that is going to complete him. Because if it was all about winning, then he, uh, we've said this before, he would have never left the Warriors. He went to the Brooklyn Nets to try to win as the guy. And that opportunity didn't go away. He just chose Ain't going to away. abandon it. Time out. Let's get this straight right now. Yeah. Because you say this a lot. It did leave. When Kyrie Irving left the Nets, what, you want him to stay there? Hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm hold on. He... He wanted to be the player that they built a championship around. I mean, he's, he's going to be there anywhere if, he goes. If he's going to be there anywhere he goes. He's okay, going to be there. Okay. okay. But he was in Brooklyn. Right. And the minute that Kyrie dipped. Of course. 
he's I'm out too. So that's not building around you. What you want me to do? You want me to play there for the rest of the season? See, Why not? This, this is see that's what he's talking about. Scooter Hunter, Henderson. You see what I'm saying? You want me? To, who's gonna be there? Ben Simmons and and. I don't, I don't know, but I'm going to give how, him how, that opportunity. But how can I compete for a championship if my best, my, my, my 1B leaves, now I'm stuck with Ben Simmons and the rest of the guys. You want me to stay there and win a championship? Also, That's not fair. Again, to bring it back to LeBron. Come on now. I think KD wants to win, and I, want, I think he wants to get his credit for doing it without Steph Curry, which is completely fair. Hello, LeBron could have stayed in Miami, an organization that right. took him true. to four straight also finals true. and won right. two championships. Aging, all that. Cool. Pat Riley has shown time and time again the ability to, to move around that, that lineup and bring in new players. What did he do? What did he do? He, he went back to Cleveland because he needed to win in Cleveland. Right. He needed the validation right. Right. of the league right. that he could do it without the super team in Miami. Right. He could do it without Dwayne Wade. He could do it in his hometown. And he could reverse the villain image that he got by going to Miami. That was validation. Players do things for validation sometimes. Understood. You could very much argue. People tried. But people, you could very much argue that he, his best – his best place was in Miami. Miami has shown the ability to win a championship without him. They did it without him. Right. Pat Riley can put together a roster. He did it multiple times. They did it again. They were just in the finals playing against LeBron in the, in the bubble in 2020. There, it, it, the, it, the better situation was in Miami. They argued Cleveland because people wanted it to be Cleveland. Sure. So, so there's nothing wrong with KD wanting to be in a situation where he's playing with good players good and players. he gets the credit. Understood, right. understood. But, and I love that you cre- you, you've drawn this parallel between what LeBron did and KD, KD did and how LeBron didn't get criticism for it and KD has. I am a thousand percent with you on that. But what have we been talking about? What has been the reaction since he went to Phoenix? Oh, he had to go to another super team. He's not going to get the credit that he went to Brooklyn. I, mean, I, 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 I think he will. Place. He got traded there. Well, I think he, he will. He got traded there. And, and, like, as much as people want this to be Come on now. the Miami situation. He that team, that team, that not, team ain't, like, great, great. It's not the same situation. a good team. I, I do think. I think, think what, they're going to the finals. I think what was Kevin Durant. Because Kevin Durant. And got Booker. You got a, got a good center in Aiden. I think that they can win with Kevin Durant. Did I you think, think, did you think, I think Brooke- Chris Paul, is it the same Chris Paul of three years ago? No. Right? No. So, and, and their bench, I'm and their bench ain't like, ain't like, oh my God. I'm with you that so they're good. not that good. But I'm, we're talking about <laughs> the respect of Chuck and Shaq and the world at large. But hold on. Can't play He's not going to get that He should. Because if you're arguing that you don't like Wim going to Golden State, Golden State, Golden State won a championship without him. The reason the Suns have not. So if the Suns win a championship with Booker and Chris Paul, it will have been because of Kevin Durant. People argue that it wasn't just Kevin Durant because Golden State won a championship before KD got there. I, I'm not disagreeing with the reality of that, but the perception the is that it's not. Well, you can't well, live for at, at that point. Yeah, at that point, yeah. Then there's nothing on, else man. you can do. That's why you should get married. Live for, your, <laughs> live for your significant other. Oh, coming up from the basketball court to the gridiron. Cowboys making some go. more noise. I couldn't believe when I read what Mike McCarthy had to say about his former offensive coordinator. Talk about deflecting at its finest. Wild comments coming out of Dallas. Next on Scoop. They made the show, huh? <laughs> Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy. He had some interesting Comments about his former offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. McCarthy said they didn't always have the same vision for what the offense should be doing, saying, quote, Kellen wanted to light up the scoreboard. 
but I want to run the damn ball if I can rest my defense. Close quote. Um, Mike McCarthy's comments on Kellen Moore made me sick because he was trying to rewrite history to make himself look better. First off, let's clarify some things for Cowboys fans. I don't want y'all to live in the dark. Running the ball does not win championships. How do I know this? Because if you look at the last five Super Bowl champs, they did not have top rushing offenses. In fact, they had bottom 20 rushing offenses, whether it's the Chiefs, the Bucks, whether it's the Chiefs again earlier on, whether it's the Rams, they were top five in passing offense and they were bottom 20 in rushing offense. So that's just for a little bit of clarity. Furthermore, the Dallas Cowboys were sixth in the National Football League in rush attempts. Sixth. Only five teams ran the ball more. Now, the five teams with the highest rush percentage in football, only one made the playoffs. Bears didn't make the playoffs. Falcons didn't make the playoffs. Panthers didn't make the playoffs. Titans didn't make the playoffs. So Mike McCarthy, don't try to sit here and act as though Kellen Moore was the reason the Cowboys did not go further, but let me go further. Mike McCarthy, you have to understand it was not the rush attempts that were the issue for the Dallas Cowboys. It was you dictating who got the rush attempts. Because when you look at Tony Pollard, and you look at Zeke, which Mike McCarthy, you dictate who plays, not Kellen Moore. Tony Pollard was second best in the NFL in yards per attempt, where Zeke was second worst in the NFL in yards per attempt. That's strictly on you, Mike McCarthy. So if you want to rewrite history, let's actually give an accurate depiction of history. Don't try to sit here talking about how you would run the damn ball more to rest the defense, because that would rest everybody, because y'all would be at home a lot sooner. Anyway... Joy, um, do you have an issue with Mike McCarthy's comments on Kellen Moore? Run the damn ball. Run down their throat. Pittsburgh. He is from Pittsburgh. Shout out 412. Look, this is very, yes, I have an issue with it. Because first of all, it's not true. It's factually inaccurate. You listed the attempts. They're eighth in rushing yards, ninth in rushing yards per game, and second in rushing touchdowns. This was how the this is how they were successful as an offense was how right. much they ran the ball. The fact that Tony Pollard was as explosive as he was was why their offense was able to do anything this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say it's probably more Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy with the touches for Ezekiel Elliott, which is a whole another you know conspiracy of mine of why the Cowboys can never win. But that's I digress. The point is it's not true. We happen to have these numbers, which harkens me back to when he was hired and he was like, I've been working on the analytics. Yeah, and we were all like, that lasted a long time. Because <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not that into analytics, but these are pretty easy to find. So it's silly. It's not Kellen Moore's fault. It's not because you didn't rush the ball because you did rush the ball. Correct. So what was the actual problem? Probably if you didn't turn the ball over as much as you did, that might have played a role in it. Maybe you could be a little more creative on offense. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was a part of it. Maybe Tony should have gotten more of the touches than Ezekiel Elliott. That's a part of it. But it certainly wasn't because you weren't running the ball, because you were running the ball. So this is actually kind of scary if I'm a Cowboys fan, because I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) How much more could we run the ball? And you have the evidence of who is successful at running the ball. We all know having a good run game is important. It's absolutely essential to benefit the passing game if you have the threat of a strong run game. But it can't just be – this is just like that old-school – this is just something you say. Correct. To make that like, fans I gotta run the ball more. I gotta run the ball more. Can I? I want to hear what Shady has to say. You want to hear what she got? No, I, I want. No, you got to do this for me. I want to hear what she got. No, you got to go first. Oh. I just look. It's March, y'all. It's March, and I think we might agree about a Cowboys topic for the oh. first time ever. That's that's why I wanted to hear We're what you had to say. Two. 
I mean, y'all, I, obviously, I agree with them. I mean, like, oh my God, what can I even say? Like, we've been we, doing this since Labor Day, and I don't know if we've ever agreed about this team, all four of us. I mean, my thing is this: if your quarterback is throwing pick sixes and throwing picks, what else you gonna do? You gonna run the ball? And all the numbers y'all talked about, what eighth, seventh, mm-hmm. second? All they do is run the ball. When I watch the Cowboys and they can't move the ball, all they do is run, 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 run. So I don't know. I, I can't wait to see. McCarthy as a coordinator. Yes, sir. I can't wait I to can't see wait it. for that. I can't wait for that. I, I can't just, wait to see it. I, I don't need to. I mean, I, I heard the Dak shade. It's fine. We can do that. It's oh, I'm just, I'm just, no, no, I'm just being no, honest. No, I'm just being honest. It, here, here's the thing for me is not even not even Mike McCarthy believes this. Why you say that? Because I, I'm my my good buddy back in Dallas, Ed Werder, longtime Cowboys reporter, said hey, they called a design run on 45% of their plays. That's the most. For any Mike McCarthy team across 16 seasons, when he was the play caller in Green Bay, yeah. obviously you have Aaron Rodgers, but they were never they never flirted with Dave, like the can top I say 10. This? I don't know if this is fair. I'll say it in the context of football. Mike McCarthy is a football con man. In the context of football. Because he's telling fans what fans he thinks fans want to hear. We got to run the damn ball more. First off, right. come, on, come on, bro. Can I flip that? Are you sure he's not saying what maybe other Jerry? more powerful people want to hear? But I don't think. I people don't think, who maybe won thing, Super Bowls with thing, Emmett Smith? Here's my thing. Say what you will about Jerry. I'll have some conversation with Jerry. You clearly have as well. He's smart. He's very smart. So Jerry knows the Cowboys ran the ball. Like, fans at home might be like, yeah. Dak did throw too many picks because we passed the ball too much. But Jerry knows the Cowboys ran the ball. Jerry just, might, no, Jerry knows a lot. I can't how, how, how could fans not know that the Cowboys ran the ball? They had two different backs finished with 200 touches. Correct. Two that's different guys. Uh, what is, so, so then if all that's true, like we, haven't, we, aren't have, we don't have like these special numbers just to ourselves. We're not revealing sure. this to anyone. We're not revealing it to Jerry. Mike knows. What is he actually saying then? I think this is and, – and I'm not saying that there's like – I'm not saying there's some behind-the-scenes drama. I'm sure Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore have a decent relationship in the long run. But this is, this is the annual spin factor of this is what didn't work. And I will say the Cowboys, the Cowboys could be more efficient. That is the one That's place – That's the one place I'll give Mike point. McCarthy something. They could find more ways to be efficient running the ball, choosing their spots, choosing which plays. Give but, it all to Pollard. Get, well, yeah, how about that? Well, not only that, but, like, when and where you run, right? Like, do you, like, is second and ten the best place to run the ball? That type of stuff. The point being, when Kellen Moore's gone, you look for a reason to convince people why it's going to be better. And, and that's what my, this is. And so, that's why I really didn't like it because Kellen Moore's concerned with lighting the scoreboard up. No, you were sixth in the league in rushing attempts. And also, it worked, by the way. They've and, been and, top and, five and, in offense Kellen's entire career. And this is, this is, not, this is not like fancy football. Like, yeah. Running the ball is not easy. So I don't know if it's like the first down, second down, like running the ball is something you have to um, gain more trust in different plays. Oh, this works more. Oh, this works more. Different lineups are going against different defenses. Like all that stuff matters. But this is another thing I have an issue with. You're the head coach. This, this is why it's hard hey, to get respect there. Get him. There, Shady. When you say stuff like that, that and, I, and I'm thinking about it, I'm like, okay, because I've been there. So if the head coach talk about it, don't want to do something or it don't like something, don't he's going to say it. it he's going to go listen, listen. Get done. I've been there with, with Brian Dayball, who's yep. a hell of an officer coordinator, and and he likes to, he likes to light the scoreboard. That's his thing. Him and Josh Allen started playing around. They started doing all these plays. I think up the but scoreboard's anyway. fun, by the way. And Sean McDermott's head coach. He said, "Hold up." He came and listen. Hold up, Brian Dayball. I know you're a good coach and all that, but. We need to run the ball more. Yep. We need to stop letting Josh Allen throw the ball. So you the head coach. You're my thing. That's my thing, 2-5. I'm, 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 I'm talking about. Point. 
Y'all got to understand at home, even if Kellen Moore's calling the plays, y'all want to know who's hearing every single play that's called? Yeah. Mike, Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. He hearing everyone. He also oversees so the time, install during bro, practice right, every, every week. And they bring it. And they, and listen, on defense, when you're the head coach of America, you got the defense and offense. The defense, the, so the head coach meets with every position. He goes, or coordinators. He goes, okay, so what's the game plan for this game? We want to throw the ball. We run the ball. Yep. Okay, hold on, hold on. We need to run the ball more. Yep. You know what's going on. The last team, what is it? 1985 Bears, last team to, uh, to win the league in, in Russian. The last team to, to win the league in Russian to win the Super Bowl. Yep. What okay. is that? You it's, can't. Andy Reid would tell me this. He said, Shady, because I would get mad we didn't run the ball. He didn't run the ball that much. That's what he does. He would say, you can't go to heaven if you run the ball too much. <laughs> he would tell me that. <laughs> That's a bar. Come on. And now Acho showed you the numbers. Oh. You can't win a Super Bowl if you don't. Pass the ball. That's an all-decade running Come back on. saying that, by the and way. And I want to run the ball. That's right. I'm saying, Big Ray, why you give me the ball? I need the ball. He would, look, he'd be like, <clears throat> Come here. <clears throat> Come here. You can't go to heaven if you run the ball. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but he would tell me that all the time. He would look at me and laugh. <laughs> this is the epitome. I hate of, restore. The epitome of off-season spin. That's all oh, I got to figure out what uh, chapter in the Bible, the Torah. The, I got to figure yeah. out. Oh, and he's, and he's, real, go. he's real spiritual. So. The run versus pass splits. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> All right, coming up. Oh, this one's coming up. What is Juju oh, Smith, AJ Brown. Oh, my God. They're at it again, y'all. God, this, Lord. This is the pinnacle of social media beef if you have yeah, ever. Yeah, like, See, listen. I promise you, you will love this conversation. Oh, my. I'm not going to say nothing else. Just speak. I love it. Full house at the desk, and for good reason. Social media beef, it erupted after the Super Bowl between Juju Smith-Schuster, Super Bowl champ, and $125 million receiver A.J. Brown. Now, I got to give y'all context. Remember, A.J. Brown said after the Super Bowl, first off, congratulations, y'all deserve it, but this is lame. You were on your way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. Now, he admitted that he grabbed you in reference to James Bradbury, but don't act like you like that or ever was, but congratulations Ooh. again. Well, the beef escalated because Juju released a video. Y'all got to take a look. They talk bad to us. I like that. Determined and, uh, and code, it looks like you may be having a TikTok boy. releases that video, AJ Brown, he responds saying, yo, at Team Juju, you really need to find you somebody else to play with. Don't let that ring get you beat the F up because I'm with all that dumb I'm not going to speak on it no more. Close quote. Shady, shady, shady. Oh, man. It's getting good, y'all. It's getting good. Uh, Two, five. Who's winning the social media beef? Who's winning the real beef? What you make it to be? I don't want to do the social media beef. Of course not. But I like the respect part. Like, look, stop. Keep my name out your mouth. Stop talking about me. If not, it's going to find you getting put my, put my hands on you. And I don't want to do that. As a ball player, I respect that. Like, if you have an issue with me and you, you approach me, he, first of all, he DM'd him first. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, stop playing with me. If you keep playing with me, I'm going to come see you. I like that. But here's my thing, though. I like five. that. I, I like don't that. you feel like, Eagle, like AJ Brown could be being sensitive given the fact that, like, Juju does this to everybody. Not only does he do it to everybody, those skits are made about every single team, literally every single team after yeah. every week. But, but A.J. Brown, let me tell you something about him, though. He's actually a guy that goes out there and gets busy, and he's known for getting busy. Where Juju, he's known for TikTok and all that. The guy, he's, the dude he's on Instagram with, I don't know yeah, that. Yeah, he, he famous on social he famous media. famous for social media. A.J. Brown's not that type of dude. He's like old school. 
I get busy and I get paid for playing football. Not all this TikTok, pick pop, whatever it's called. And I like how he called him out. He said, look, congratulations, you did a good job. Y'all yep. won a championship. But you wasn't like that. You never was. But here's my thing, That's though. big dog talk. That is. I like that type of talk. Gonna, are we just going to ignore? Because if I'm Juju, I'm not going to say nothing. But Juju had a 1,400-yard season. We just going to ignore that? What, AJ, ignore when, he's playing, AJ, when he's with uh, A.B.? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, who can't do good without A.B.? He can, he can get triple team, double team, and everything. Wow, when he left. You're right. He's keeping it real. He's not wrong about that. Joy, let me hear from you on this one. Who's winning the beef? What you make it a beef? We ain't got to talk about who's winning, but what do you make it? TikTok is winning. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> we're all losing, and TikTok is winning. Oh, see, I disagree. I think we're winning. Oh, I would say. We got, we got blocks of TV show to fill. I this mean, is great. Look, it's the offseason, I guess, but I don't, like, I, it is shady. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, Do you think that A.J. Yeah, Brown man. being too, like, is he paying it too much attention? I won't say too sensitive. No, but he, he made a whole video about, like, I don't, I got to be honest, I'm going to pull the old person card. I don't, I don't get it. I'm really, mm. like, straightforward about stuff. Drop the address, period. If you, if, drop the address or don't talk about me. But that's what A.J. said. But truth be told, and Shady and I, we were all talking about this off camera, ain't nobody fighting nobody because they no, got too but much to lose. Nobody's really trying to fight, I believe that. Of course not. Because there's a lot to lose here. But you can also keep doing things to a point where people stop caring about what they have to lose. Yep. And nobody wants to see that. So while I really don't think this is that serious, like it's all kiki kiki. But games. you know this. Everybody ain't about that kiki kiki. That's true. Everybody ain't about that. Who got timeless? This is my thing, though. Who has that much time to really make a whole skit? I don't know, but I give him credit for doing it. That's, I, look, that's super corny. It, it, no. I mean, whether you like it or not, the fact is he's putting some work in to jab at. I, this is the way I look at it. Do we all have siblings? Do we all have siblings? Yeah. Right? So when you have two siblings, and you have the one sibling who's like. <laughs> that one annoying and finally, sibling. And finally, this sibling goes, Mom, who no. won? See, we didn't who do won? that. I know. No, no. In my house, if you poke one too many times, we were scrapping. And then if mom heard it, then <laughs> yeah. we all get in trouble. Right. But the goal is she doesn't hear it, and we're going to settle this right here and now. I know that's probably not how okay. everyone else grew up, that's but that's how, how grew I grew up. Well, now I understand why this is not entertaining to you at all. Because it would have been taken care of with all that. Let me ask you a question. You and Sam. You and Sam. I know you were that. Yeah, yeah, they fight. I know you were this sibling. So everybody don't want to fight. You're right. Of course not. I agree that players don't want to fight. True. This is my thing. So AJ says that to him, right? On Twitter. Mm-hmm. So let's say they, they, they at a, a water got signed together. It happens all the time or at an event. And now I see you. And I'm like, yo, man, stop playing with me. Da, 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 da. And then he says something back. And he says something back. Ain't nobody fighting. Hold up. Until you say certain words. True. I'm on TV. That's I can't. True. So That's now true. when you say yes. certain words, I say certain words, mm-hmm. then it becomes a real fight. But, but here's my thing. Yeah. This is why I think if anybody is winning, Juju's winning. Because AJ is up here as a football player. $125 million receiver. Highest paid when the deal went through. AJ just was in a Super Bowl. Balled in the Super Bowl. AJ is a baller. And he talking to Juju? Like, y'all got to understand, Juju spent at least a half day creating and curating this right. content. That's right. so cool. While Juju wasting his time doing that, AJ <laughs> balling. But Juju's not wasting his time because Juju going to get paid off TikTok probably more than the NFL will pay him. I can appreciate, like, Shady and Joe, I get it. Y'all are old school. Y'all are straightforward. You don't appreciate it. In this modern, strange social media world, Juju's winning this. And 
AJ didn't learn the first rule of the internet, which is don't feed the trolls. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, look, you'll, y- y'all are both in the NFL. Juju's a troll. You'll, he is. I'll Juju, he's always been I'll a troll. Off this he's always been this guy. He's been pissing people <laughs> off on social media as yeah. long as he's been in the league. I, it used to be dancing. Now it's poking fun at AJ. And, look, if AJ feels a type of way about it, they'll see each other, and they can talk about it then. And just based on everything I know about the internet – Juju's not going to say anything to him in real life, but why even engage by tweeting at him? Like that, that that's just, the number one you, rule. You can only say something about me so many times before I'm going to have to respond, regardless of whether it's trolling or it's, jo- it's just jokes and them and all that. Like that's, that's fine. People had a lot to say about me this year online. Sure. Some, some very important people had a lot to say. Did I respond? No. Why? Because it, it had been bad. Not okay. for me. Not for me. But for you too. But – only for me because now I'm 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 trying I'm playing like we're on the same level and I'm not. But that's what but, AJ's but, doing. But they stopped before it got to that point. There were some things they could have said that would have changed my mind. Sure. You okay. only gonna talk but, about me so many times. But that hasn't happened with Juju. No. I think he's walked a very careful line. And AJ, your point, like AJ's punching down, that and point. he's not even punching down with any sort of like creativity he, or slick to me. But that's, not, but that's not what he, he's not no, required. Yeah, I don't blame him for not wanting to be He's not required to make a response. But here's my thing though, Jordan. No, 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 but, but either do it or don't. I'm thinking about it like this though. The video was Juju making a mockery of himself. AJ called Juju TikTok boy. At the end, it was you're having a TikTok boy, yeah. a TikTok baby. It wasn't even Juju taking a shot at AJ. It was Juju realizing, you know what? You got me. And because you got me, I'm going to get myself yep. so you can't go back and get me. The, J.D. The, the, the question is, like, I, I, I'm serious. Like, where are these dudes old heads at? Where are y'all big homies at? Be doing TikTok and you making a whole, like, what? whole skit? You took a whole skit out of your day to do that? That's so corny. Like, where are your old heads at? what if we get them paid, though? I don't know what's in the pocket. I don't know if you know what's in his pocket. I know, I TikTok, know cut, TikTok cut the check. I don't know what they're paying him. I don't know that. I just know that that's super-duper corny. And I, and I feel I feel bad for his old head. Whoever he was following, what are y'all doing? I need to do better. TikTok. Well, he was a rookie when Antonio Brown was the old head, so I don't know. Maybe that's mm. Coming up, we got some family business to take care of. Do not go anywhere. More speaking with your turn. You just explained something. Oh, he, was, he was a rookie when... Okay, Shady, why don't you use TikTok? You got to break this down for me. I just, new, I, new kids are doing I'm it. Trying to, I'm trying, I got, my son is on TikTok. I'm trying to learn how to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm late to everything. I don't even tweet that much. That's fair, but I mean, like, I don't t- Instagram that much? Slip. I'm like old school. I ain't really all that playing around. I don't do all that. I, I get it. I mean, TikTok it is. I was late to the party, but at least I showed up to the party. So you on TikTok? I'm on TikTok now. Okay, well, show me how to do it. I, I don't really you've heard, me. though, that the, like, they can track all your stuff. So can everybody else. Whatever. Right? You track your stuff. I, 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 I gave I, my I info up TikTok. like 20 years ago. All I want to see is home videos from Joy Taylor's childhood now, <laughs> after what she said about them. Nobody wants to see that. No, I, well, I do. Uh, just for the record, we're on the grid. Like, yeah. we are very much uh, don't, don't be, heavy on the grid. Like, don't be acting like TikTok is the reason television. why somebody's stealing my identity. <laughs> 20 people have stolen my identity. <laughs> Get out of here. Well, hopefully we were on y'all's TVs. Thank y'all for watching. We'll see y'all next time. Oh, Chad, I'll get you on TikTok.